Hi, parents. Today, I am interviewing Sandy and Dawn, parents of a wilderness teen. Listen to how they made the decision to bring him home directly after wilderness and how they dealt with the realization their son had learned skills in wilderness that they didn't have and what they decided to do about it. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to Parenting Post-Wilderness, your guide to parenting struggling teens. I'm your host, Beth Hillman, a mom of five boys, including a post-wilderness teen and a life coach for parents. I will guide you on how to influence lasting change by first understanding the relationship-changing power of focusing on your own behavior instead of futile attempts to control your teens. Parents, the change begins with us. Hello, parents. I am very excited to have two of some of my favorite people, to be honest, with me today. And they are Don and Sandy. Hello, guys. Hi, Beth. Hi, Beth. Thank you so much for being here today. I'm really excited to have you share your knowledge with my audience. Okay, so really quick, let's go ahead and have um, Sandy, why don't you go ahead and tell us, give us a little context about you know, some issues that your son was facing, you and your son's son, and then kind of how he got to wilderness, and then we'll go from there. Okay. Um, we were having huge meltdowns at home, both from him and from us. Um, our family was very disjointed and very fragmented. We had no relationship between us. We were constantly giving ultimatums and they weren't being followed. Um, Our son got into some drug use. Uh, Also, he had, he lost his dad to cancer when he was just turned five. And I think never dealt with that. So all of the issues now, once he was going through puberty, all hit at the same time. Um, We weren't sure what to do. We tried Therapy, he wouldn't go. He was refusing school. Um, just It was just hell on earth at home. And we talked to somebody who had mentioned wilderness, and I ended up calling one place, talked to the woman, and within probably 48 hours, we had him transported to wilderness. Okay. So how did you... How did that feel at that moment? Will you just share? I know a lot of parents um, have very s- similar thoughts. And so if you'd be willing to share yours, I think that will help the other parents who are listening who, who either are thinking about wilderness or have sent to wilderness feel definitely that they're, they're not alone. <laughs> you have to forgive me if I get emotional. Uh, definitely. Take your time. It was one of the hardest things that I've ever done in my life. And I was scared and I didn't know what to do, which was my mantra at the time. And I I felt like we were doing the right thing, but it just was really, really difficult. Yeah. What was some of what were some of your fears about sending him to wilderness? 
Um, I don't know that I was, well, I was afraid that he wouldn't forgive us. I was afraid that we would completely lose his trust. And, but yet in my heart, it just felt like the right thing. I love the outdoors. He loves the outdoors. And it just felt right on a bottom level. But the emotional part of my brain was just going crazy. Again, like I always, my mantra at the time was, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Don, would you mind sharing some of your feelings um, about sending your son away to to wilderness? Sure. It's... Um... I was I was not as emotionally invested as, as Sandy because she's the mother and the biological mother and there's no tighter bond I don't think than that. But I was at my wit's end about what to do in our home because it was getting crazy and there was, you know, we were on fringes of a little bit of violence and um, things just didn't make sense and we didn't see an out and until this uh, friend mentioned the the wilderness thing and. Uh, so I guess you'd say uh, I'm thankful that Sandy did the research and, and uh, came up with something that she she thought would work. Uh, and I just had to stuff my emotions here and uh, make sure that it happened. It was uh, it was one of those you know middle of the night things, and uh, it wasn't comfortable at all. And mm-hmm. but Sandy was such a wreck that I was busy taking care of her. Right. Right. Like Sandy said, uh, it was it was uh, a very much of a concern about how it would affect our son emotionally, but it seemed the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Did either of you feel like there was another choice at the time? No, no. Yeah. So, so did you feel like, oh my gosh, we we have something here that actually might work, and we're going to do it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I actually remember feeling very similarly, like I, I had no other option, um, and it seemed like a pretty good one. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't know a lot. I didn't do a lot of research about different programs. I just knew we needed something different because what we had was not working. Right. Okay, so you get him into wilderness, um, tell me some, just kind of briefly tell me what it was like to have him there. Just kind of some, Sandy, I'll start with you. Just some of your feelings while he was there, some of your thoughts while he was there. To start with, it was scary. Back to the same same thoughts of, is he going to forgive us? Is this going to work out? But as we started working with our therapist and getting letters from him, we saw amazing stuff. I saw the heart of my little boy come back again. He was he was learning how to feel and he was learning how to communicate. And I think I felt as we started going through I felt closer to him than I'd felt for a long time. Um it, it was overall a really good experience. And I think I remember um, him saying to me, Mom, I, I've got some really good friends here. 
I feel like they're my brothers. And I don't really want to come home, but I really miss you guys. Mm. So he, once he got into the experience and he was just growing and feeling good about himself. And it was just so heartwarming to hear from a therapist the things that were happening and the growth that we that I saw happening. Mm-hmm. Don, do you feel like wilderness delivered on what it said it was going to do? Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. I think it delivered and more. Um, and more. I, I, my expectations were uh, different than Sandy's. In she was wrapped up, and rightfully so, wrapped up in the emotional uh, mother-child bond. I was, uh, you know, still very, very naive at the beginning of that thing. And, uh, and I was, uh, I thought, often I thought, well, you know what, this is going to teach him that, um, being home is not so bad. You got to, you know, cook your own food and sleep on the ground. And here you get three hots in a cot. And you know, I had all those kind of uh, worldly uh, emotions and feelings and thoughts going on uh, while Sandy was dealing with other stuff. So, but yeah, it was the right thing to do. It was good. And wilderness did deliver uh, more than more than you could have expected. Not only not only to our son, but to us too. I think. There was some definite growth there. Yeah. I think for us, wilderness was the beginning of our journey. It's like we didn't really understand how to communicate, how to respond to each other. And it was the catalyst that helped us to go, we've got a lot of work to do. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's get into that. So many times our, our children will have these, and I guess the term is maladaptive behaviors, but really all that means is it behaviors that that really don't benefit them in any way, right? Drug use, school refusal, um, any kind of violence or anything like that, right? And that's pretty that we can see that, right? But I think you said at the very beginning, you said that not only was your son having these explosive episodes, but but you guys were too, right? And we share that as parents who um, who didn't know, who, who were really reacting from fear mostly, and trying to figure out what our part is, right? When did you first realize that you maybe had something to work on yourselves besides just your son working on his stuff. When did you first realize it? Mm. I think in that early, early time of, uh, of wilderness, I kind of discovered that I was a bigger part of the problem that I thought I was contributing to the problem. It wasn't all our son's problem. I was, I was uh, as big a problem. In the situation, and I think that's because uh, growing up, you have a, uh, a mindset of of yourself as a of a parent with parenting skills, and you're you're doing okay, and everything's fine. And and then when things get a little crazy, you find out that well, maybe my perceptions, <laughs> my parenting skills are wrong. <laughs> and so, 
you know, I a couple of things. One, I found out that I ex, I expect a lot more maturity and knowledge to to be shown in a young man than I do in a young woman. And and my mm. my model for that is I I got two sons where I've had the same problem. I got two daughters where I had the same successes. So uh, that kind of says something about my expectations of a young man, which made it really hard. And it became very, very clear over time. Uh, the other thing that I really learned was that uh, that before my anger showed up, which I was famous for anger, probably still am, <laughs> before my anger showed up, there is an opportunity to take a thought and causes that anger. That was uh, the biggest thing I think I learned in the whole thing from day one till today that we're talking now. Uh, there's a there's a chance to uh, change your thought about a given situation or event. That was a profound one. Right. Do you think it was hard to come to that realization that you were that you were just as much and these are your words I think that you were just as much as the problem as as your son? Like, do you, how hard was that to come to? It wasn't hard. It just took time. And it, it would never have happened if we hadn't kept going and if Sandy hadn't kept uh, doing research and peppering me every night when I came home about this is what she'd learned today and this is what she'd learned today. <laughs> and, uh, and so that helped. It, it was a time-based thing rather than, a, a let's say, an, an ego thing. Like I had to get over this ego. It was pretty simple to see where you're really screwing up, you know, once you – once you turn and look at it, so I didn't. I didn't call it hard. Uh, just time consuming. Just time consuming. What about you, Sandy? When did you start to realize that that you had a part to play? Was that pretty early on? Do you feel? I think I always knew that I was part of the problem. I just had no idea what to do about it. I had no idea where to start, and I had no idea how to fix it which the it being at that time my son, mm -hmm. um, I felt that there was definitely a problem with me, but I had no idea until Beth, we started working with you, how to, how to deal with that. And one of the ahas for me was, like I said earlier, one of my mantras was, I don't know what to do. And one day in our session, you said to me, Sandy, that's not helpful. Yeah, so where was that leading you? It, well, what it was doing was, as I thought that thought, the emotion that came up was complete and utter anxiety. And um, I, be I became frozen in my thinking process. I, there was no where to go with it because I just got stuck. Mm -hmm. I remember you saying to me, what as we talked about it, you were saying, what if we changed it to I don't know what to do yet? And it it sounds crazy, but that simple little piece of information that I could say, I am gonna learn this, I just don't know it yet. Mm -hmm. What that did for me was changing that thought allowed me to change it completely changed my emotion about my son and about myself, mostly about myself, because I think in a lot of this, I spent a lot of time beating myself up. The what ifs, you know. Mm -hmm. 
this had happened differently if I had been a better mom or if I had played with him more or if I had been stricter and all the what ifs. But it helped me to, to change to look at I I can move forward in this so I can figure out what I can do. And so my mantra changed to I don't know what to do yet, but I'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. And allowing that thought to replace the one that put me in total panic gave my brain a chance to open up and to be open to new ideas and new ways of looking at things. Right. I I think some people might, and I know you did specifically feel like it was true that you didn't know what to do. You, You felt that that was the absolute facts, right? Yes. I think one of the ahas for me was I couldn't change it to my thought to, I do know what to do. Right. Because that would have just kept me in the same place because I didn't know what to do. Right, because that wasn't completely honest either. <laughs> I had to come up with a thought, and as you helped me with it, a thought that was honest but helped my help create a different emotion. And I think that's was really the aha, Beth, in all of your coaching with us was um, taking – allowing our emotions but understanding like Don said that there was a thought that created that and by really digging down and finding the thought you can decide whether that thought is helpful or not Mm -hmm. yeah and then just instead I think a lot of people um well because of the way our brains are created they they want to do the the black and white thing, right? I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, I know exactly what to do. And neither of them are true. Correct. Right? But, but pointing our brains to figuring something out, well, can definitely be true, right? Right. What I think is so interesting and that you guys are bringing up is that just by changing your thoughts, you changed the whole trajectory of your parenting. Mm-hmm. yes that's simple do you think if i had said that to you at the beginning you would have believed me (laughs) 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 sandy and i had that exact conversation today while we were kind of waiting for this to happen and when you talk to somebody about it for the first time they have no idea what you're talking about yeah and and if you I, i don't know if you recall but i certainly do telling you that Beth, it's impossible for me to have a thought between the event and my anger. It's impossible. There is no time there that a thought could happen. And that's where I started from. So and, and yeah. And then you found you found out that something else was true, right? Yes. Yeah. Awesome. The other thing that we were struggled with at the beginning, I'm kind of jumping back and forth, but that when our son came back from wilderness he had learned some of these skills. So he had skills that we didn't. And that's really obvious that he was able to take a time out. He was able to allow his thoughts to happen. He had learned to meditate. So he was calm in some of the situations and I was totally out of control. 
Yeah. I mean, that is, I think that's a very, um, I think that's pretty common is we send our children away for their maladaptive behaviors, which like, you know, both of us did that. And so we, we do get it. And, but then when they come out of wilderness and now it does depend on the situation, but you experienced, like you just said, that your son actually had these skills. He was able to meditate. He was able to take space. He was able to um, express himself calmly, but you hadn't learned that yet. How did that feel? Um, It was frustrating, but I was proud of him, but it really made me look at myself. I remember asking him one time, how do you meditate? Because I can't keep my thoughts straight. And he looked at me and he said, Mom, you just think about your breath or think about your arm or something that you're doing. And if your mind wanders, don't get mad at yourself. Just say it's okay and come back to your to clear your mind again. And I went, how did this kid get that brilliant? <laughs> Yeah, where'd he pick that up? But the answer was wilderness, I guess, right? Yes, yeah. That's awesome. So when he was close to being discharged from wilderness, you guys had a decision to make, just like all parents, which is, do we bring them home or do we continue, you know, their, their aftercare out of the home? And you guys decided to bring him home. Can you just kind of talk a little bit about that? Well. You know, we had the conversation that essentially just to make it really easy and simple. Uh, he's got to come home sometime. And the sooner the better from a family dynamic standpoint. You know, we wanted family. We didn't want some, uh, one of our people out somewhere else. Um, we were kind of forewarned about the fact that it's not easy. Uh, and that was a concern. But we thought, you know, let's, let's if it's going to be hard, let's get into it and get it done. I don't know if that answered your question. Or yeah. Not. Well, I just, I do want to be clear that every family has their own decision to make. So sure. we're just talking about the decision you made. Um, mm-hmm. We're not like making suggestions or anything like that. I just, I just yeah. want to make that clear. Yeah. Um, but, that was our, was our decision process. He's got to come home eventually. Let's do it now. Okay. Yeah. Sandy, what about for you? For me? One of the difficult things was I didn't, there wasn't a lot of support. And I still don't know how much there is for people bringing their children straight home. Um, Most of the people say, and I'm sure some of the research supports that going on to another program is the thing to do. Mm -hmm. So I, I felt I wanted to bring them home, but what I was hearing from everything around me was I was doing the wrong thing. So it was really confusing for me to believe my what I felt. And like you said, I think every family has to make the choice for themselves. But I wanted to make it myself. I didn't want to make it because somebody else was telling me that that's what I needed to do. Mm -hmm. And so I think the difficult part was I wanted to hear both sides of the story 
and there wasn't both sides until we we met you and you had brought your son home and you at no point convinced me that I should do that you told me this is your choice and in fact I remember you saying specific to me specifically to me Sandy you need to be prepared to fall on your face and get back up again and try yeah if I could add to that I think another Another important thing about that is that uh, Sandy and I were a hundred percent together in agreement on bringing him home. Now it wasn't like I wanted to send him and she wanted to bring him home. Mm-hmm. You know, there wasn't that marital argument there about a decision. We were we were a hundred percent together, and that made it. I think made it a little better success. Yeah, I can see that. Um, right, because we have learned and you know that it when the parents are on the same page it really can help do they have to be no but it's extremely helpful <laughs> thank you for listening i know you want more and so do i come back next week to hear more with sandy and don about what it was like when their son did return home hey there thank you for joining me today If you know a struggling parent, please share this with them. If you have any questions or want to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram at Beth Hillman Coaching or through my website, BethHillmanCoaching.com. And remember, parents, the change begins with us.